right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Mindset Conquest with Lex Butchko. On this show, as you know, we are talking about all the things that have happened to you and how you overcame them, how to use uh, all the bad things from your life to your advantage to use them as a superpower. Who said that? We're bringing on a guest today that has such a story to share. Her name is Barbara Houghton. She is Dutch, I believe, right? Okay, yes. we'll get into that. And she has an amazing story to share, which <clears throat> I truly believe a lot of you will be able to recognize yourself in. So welcome, Barbara, and I'll let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you and your story so we can get to know you and how you're using your superpowers. Thank you, Lex, for having me. I'm very blessed to be here today. And uh, as you mentioned, I am Dutch. I'm from the Netherlands. And uh, while I was growing up, my parents and my teachers always told me that I was too sensitive, that I needed to grow a thicker skin, that I should learn not to take things so personally, that I should learn to let things go more easily. And um, that in my mind created this story that I am not good enough the way I am, that I needed to change. And um, that made it so that I started suppressing the sensitive part of myself and I started surviving on my powers of reasoning because that's what you see around you. You need to um, memorize things, know things. It's all about learning and not about feelings and sensitivity. So I did my best to turn myself into somebody that I was not in order to feel like I fit in or um, that people would accept me or would like me or would love me or that I could have friends. And I remember for the, the longest time that I felt weird and I felt strange. And there was a time in my life where I seriously considered that there might actually be something wrong with me mm. because... Mm. Other people don't seem to be like me, don't seem to think like me, don't seem to act like me. And that was very, very confusing. So I, I forced myself to be big and strong and to show a brave face to the outside world and to just do what was expected of me. And if we then fast forward to when it all fell apart in my life, I was 32 years old and I was working as a project manager. I was working in IT for most of my life. And uh, I was on a difficult project with a difficult client and my boss was not giving me the support I needed. Um, and I was responsible for a team that I couldn't help. And at the same time, my boyfriend of seven years just unexpectedly ended our relationship. And yeah, there were no warning signs and we didn't even have a fight. And all of a sudden, there you are without a house, without friends, without a partner, without the things that you valued most. And as a consequence, I ended up in a severe burnout and I, um, I totally lost contact with myself. Wow. I felt like my, my uh, feelings were on this side and my head and my mind were on that side and they sort of knew from each other that they existed, but they were not able to communicate with each other so, yeah yeah so in my mind I knew what was happening and I knew what I should have done but the problem was that I just couldn't do it I couldn't keep up anymore I couldn't do the things that my mind was telling me because all of a sudden I had all these emotions I didn't know how to handle and wow this is very powerful 
first, I'm, I'm just going to talk about what you said in the beginning, because when I started reading your story, you know, it just sounds so normal to hear those things, right? Like you too sensitive, like grow a thicker skin. And in the beginning, I didn't, I, I, as I was reading your story, I didn't get it. I was like, okay, where, I don't know where she's going with this because yeah, grow a thicker skin, right? Like, it seems so simple, but the yes. fact is it wasn't true to who you were. And, you know, growing up, maybe it's the same, like in, in all over Europe, similar, but maybe it's a generational thing. We never dealt with emotions, right? Like, just like you nope. said, you don't talk about emotions. Like nobody ever asked me either, like, how do you feel about that? Like, don't mm -hmm. worry about it, just deal with it. So you're always in that survival mode. And, and what you mentioned was so powerful too, like you're trying to fit in. And, you yes. know, we're taught from day one to, you know, there's this norm and you need to fit the norm. And so you need to put yourself in the normal box where mm -hmm. as we grow older, we realize, wait a minute, my uniqueness is my strength. And yes. that's my superpower, right? And, you know, I just want to mention that because there's probably some listeners out there who are thinking there are certain things in their life that they've been hearing never set really well with who they were, but they just adopted that belief, which is exactly mm -hmm. what you said you did. So the transformation, yes. I want to mention this too before you continue, the transformation started happening when you were stripped from everything and you were only left with your emotions, which is the one thing that you were taught to push down, push away. Yeah, and never the one with. thing I never learned how to handle. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and tell us about that time you were stripped. You lost pretty much everything that seemed secure in your life. You still had your job, but it was really turbulent and stressful. You were burnt out. And you had nobody but yourself, basically. So tell us more about the next steps and what happened afterwards. Well, in that period, I had a talk with my boss, of, obviously, because I wasn't managing anymore and uh, I was uh, on the verge of collapsing. And uh, in one of the talks, he told me, well, I think you are an HSP because my wife is an HSP and you both are so similar. And then he went on to the rest of his talk. And I, I remember I kept thinking, HSP? are you calling me a name? I didn't know what it was. He didn't tell me highly sensitive person because that's what HSP means. Right, but HSP. if he had said, because you are a highly sensitive person and my wife is a highly sensitive person, then I right. could have he made some sense. HSP, yeah, which is probably what listeners are doing right now. They're probably listening, just going, what did, what did she just say? Yeah, she said HSP and that's exactly what it sounded like to her. Like, what the hell does that even mean? It, Right. I thought he was calling me a name and I thought he was telling me how disappointed he was in me for burning out and for not being able to cope and to manage. So it actually made me feel much worse than I was feeling before. But the term, it stuck with me. And but you didn't know what the term meant, right? At that no, moment. no. Which is very interesting because here you are, um, obviously, like in a very vulnerable emotional state and this is so important to know you hear a word you don't even know what it means but right away you you assume it means something negative it's so yes. important to know this because i thought he was calling me a name yeah you thought he was calling you a name without even knowing what the word means right yes it's so <laughs> important to know it because that only shows that our perception is everything because you mm -hmm. felt so vulnerable you you, you wouldn't imagine anything else rather than being called by you know some name degrading name or something that's not worthy 
and yes. you didn't even look that up. And it's so, so powerful what you just said, because so many of us do that, right? Somebody looks at you funny, you're like, oh my God, like they're looking at me wrong. You know, somebody says something you don't understand, you're like, oh my God, it must be something bad. And so yes. you found out that HSD means highly sensitive person. So but go ahead yes. and continue. I think it has to do with how you are feeling about yourself. I was disappointed in myself. I couldn't accept that I was in a burnout. I felt like I was failing everybody myself, but mostly my colleagues, my boss uh, and everybody around me. So then when you are confronted with the term you don't know, you immediately assume that it's in, in the same lines of disappointment that you're already feeling towards yourself. Mm -hmm. But I, I, the term that did stick with me and there came a moment when I decided to Google it. And well, that opened up a whole new world for me. I discovered that it meant highly sensitive person. I discovered what it means to be a highly sensitive person. And then I also discovered I'm not weird. I'm not strange. <laughs> and there's definitely nothing wrong with me. And most of all, there are more people like me. I am not the only unicorn in this world. About 20% yes. of the population is a highly sensitive person. And 20%. Um, yes. So for every eight people, we have two sensitive people, which again is important to know because listeners could be one of them, for one, feeling like, like you did. Like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me because eight people around you are telling you to grow thicker skin. But it's important to note in the world where we're taught, you know, again, not to deal with emotions and just to push forward and build and work. And it's important to understand what that really means. That's just how you are wired, right? Yes. Highly sensitive just means that our nervous system is wired differently. And it means that I call it our sensory antenna. So we literally hear more, see more, taste more, smell more, experience more and feel more because wow. more information is coming in. And we also process that information on a much deeper level. So much quicker than most people and on a much deeper level. And if I translate that to my working uh, days, um, what it meant for me was that we were working um, scrum and that means that you have to um, uh, talk about tasks in advance and then also uh, put a number to how long a task will take. And oh. I took upon a task that was uh, estimated of around eight hours of work and then with two hours I was completely done and I had done three other things as well. And wow. the first time, yeah. The first time I thought, oh, they must have just estimated it wrong. You know, it turned out to be less work than they thought it was going to be, which is why I was done so much faster. But it happened a second time and a third time and a fourth time. And by that time, I was starting to think like, am I this fast? Are you this slow? What's going on here? Because all the tasks, I was done much quicker with it. And I also had done several other things while working on that main task. And that's one of our strengths, you know, we are able to um, see connections much, much faster, but also see other problems along the way and fix them as we go. So that in the end, we have done six things instead of one thing, because doing that one thing led to five other things that also needed to be done. That is so, oh my God, I, I'm going to have to research HSP for myself, because as you're speaking this, um, I'm going back to about, what was it, 15 years ago? I worked at a bank for about three years and it's like exact same thing. This is how I ended up becoming a trainer because 
all the things that they had us do for one day, I finished by 11 or 12 a, uh, p.m. noon. And then I used like the this. rest of the time to study to be a trainer. And then I moved to training. And it's so, oh my God, I'm going to have to research this because um, I've never dealt with my emotions when I was younger. I was never taught to deal with them. I, was, I never heard of HSP until I came across you. But now as you're saying this, I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds like what I used this to do. This sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to have to do some research. So go ahead, tell me more about HSP and your journey. Yeah, I know the, I was 32 when I found out. So that's the reality of a lot of highly sensitive people out there. They don't know that they are highly sensitive. They usually feel weird and strange and different than the rest, an outsider never really fitting in. And most of us, we feel lonely. I remember my childhood being very, very lonely, feeling very, very alone. I was bullied in school, but I was also bullied by my dad at home. So there was never a safe place to be. And that meant just so much loneliness. And of course, not having a safe place and nobody to ask you, how are you really feeling about that? It's, you know, when, when you say feeling lonely, so you felt basically different, right? You felt misunderstood by the whole world. Um, yes. um, you felt like you were the only one going through this? Yes, and you felt like you cannot connect with other people because if you show what you really feel or say what you really think, then people look at you like you suddenly are an alien sprouting those antennae and, and having a green color, you know? And it's, if that happens often enough, then you start to doubt yourself and you start to doubt your worth. And especially if, if most people around you don't experience the same things and are not running into the same things, then you start to think, well, then it must be me. Right, and that right, seriously right. undermines. Go ahead. It undermines your your self worth. It undermines your processes, and then you know you want you want friends. Nobody is uh, liking being alone, so you are starting to try to turn yourself into somebody that you think the rest of the world wants you to be. Maybe you're not even sure because usually you don't check, but based on the reactions of people or the things that other people are saying, you try to make yourself into a person that pleases into them. Into something you're not, right. So you're 32, you're again, stripped from everything, you learn about high, being highly sensitive, and how do you feel at that moment? Do you feel relieved? How do you feel? When I found out that I'm a highly sensitive person and I started reading about it, it felt like I was coming home to myself. Wow. It felt like a whole new world opened up and I started reading books and I started going on fora where other highly sensitive people came and I started reading their stories and it was either like reading your own story or sometimes you read a story and you think, okay, I, I did not experience that, but I so get where you're coming That's from. That. Right, right, right. So, so that was a very powerful freeing moment for you. Would you say you felt like free and like you said you felt like you were coming home right like you're starting to understand yourself and and maybe your yes. past is making even more sense to you because you're learning yes you didn't that know. came after the more i learned about myself and high sensitivity and what i call my sensitive user manual the more i started to understand things that i didn't understand from myself before you know, there was a time in my life that I was sent to psychologist because they thought there was something wrong with me further. Um, uh, I don't know what the word is further 
affirming that there was something wrong with me and uh, they said I was borderline because one moment I could be just this really cheerful self and the, not, uh, the next moment I could be completely sad or angry or just blown away by something and that was something I never understood for myself and my mother always used to ask me why are you so sad why are you crying and I could never answer that question because I had no clue that sounds just like me once again I would switch from being completely fine to another moment of just yeah blue and sad and like it takes me a second to start crying and yeah, you're right. That can be seen as not normal. Like you said, you were sent to a psychologist. And again, you know, one thing about, you know, people that go to a psychologist or psychiatrist, we're, we're made to believe that there's something wrong with those people. And all we're doing is we're going to people who have more tools to help you work through things. It could have been your psychologist that told you you were HSP that would have made sense to you, right? Like it's just it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. We're, I, you know, I, I want to, to, to really point that out because we're always brought up to believe that if you're not the norm, there's something wrong with you and you need to yes. fix yourself. And it's but being really different about, doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It no. just means that you're different and different can also be perfectly fine. Different can be beautiful, right? Yes. And I wish that we, you know, I wish that more kids are taught that and i'm hoping that you know with with work that you do and i do and people like us that more kids are going to hear this at younger age because we didn't have youtube we didn't have podcasts no. we didn't have any of that you know you had to go to the library physically find a book that you want to find about right yes. so you know nowadays i'm hoping that you know younger crowd can hear this and say wait a minute like i feel different maybe it's not HSP, i recognize maybe myself it's something this. different but I recognize that I can use my difference as my strength, right? So, yes. so as you changed, what, what are some of the key things you said that you would say that you learned on your journey, whether it was about you or about life? What are some of the key things that changed? Well, finding out that I'm highly sensitive and finding out that I am able to take over other people's emotions as if they were my own finally made clear why I was feeling that way I just described when I was a child. So it was not my emotions that I was um, showing or experiencing. It was somebody else's emotions, but I never thought that that was possible. I thought that whatever I am feeling is mine because I am feeling it. And for yes. a highly sensitive person, that's not true. We can feel other people's emotions and then we can be sad while we don't know why we're sad because it's not our sadness. It's not your so sadness. Finding out it's not, yeah. And you know, I want to point out to people who are who are listening to this and maybe still don't get what highly sensitive is we all have neurons in our head that are called mirror neurons right like that that actually help us feel what the other person is feeling and a perfect example is when you're watching a movie right there's so many times you're watching a movie and you really connect with that person with that character and if they're going through something you're really feeling that right like you know people who are who who cry like we we can cry during movie of course we can laugh oh, yes. during movie and that goes to show feeling emotions that are not really yours and so yes. for a highly sensitive person this is taking that to a whole nother level where mm -hmm. you totally feel that a whole lot more even even more probably just as much as the person experiencing whatever the yes the situation exactly is. the same as the person experiencing wow wow that's that's amazing yes so it helped you understand your past it helped you understand who you are 
So tell me now, you're using that now, correct? You're using that as your superpower. So what are you Definitely. doing right now with HSP and your with your journey? I help other um, sensitive people discover that it's not the end of the world. It's not something that you need to be ashamed of the, or that you need to want to cut out of yourself. It's not a disease. It's not an affliction. It's just a character tra trait that if you learn how to manage it properly, like uh, what I do is energy management, emotion management, learning to be in control and protect yourself from what I call energy vampires, the people that suck yes. the energy right out of you, but also from taking over other people's energy. So if you can prevent that from happening then you are no longer exhausted and overwhelmed and overstimulated and then all of a sudden there's room within yourself to see the wonderful sides of being a highly sensitive person because one of the things that is really really wonderful about it is uh, our ability for genuine human connection yeah. we make a heart-to-heart -heart connection for instance and we are genuinely interested in the other person one of the things I found out is that when people ask you how you are and you start telling how you are, most people are like, oh, Lord, oh, <laughs> this is not what I wanted. Oh, my God. And I just I, wanted I, you I to say I'm good and move on. Yes. It's more like a politeness question in which you should reply, I'm fine, and then move on to the next topic. So if you're starting to tell how you are, then most people don't want to hear that answer. But highly sensitive people really want the true answer they really want to know how you are and they really want to do whatever they can to help you if you need it or to be there for you when you need it um so the human connection is one of the superpowers That's of being highly sensitive. yeah and another one is our intuition we have such a well-developed intuition but most of the time we have learned also to suppress that because in school we don't learn about intuition how it can help you how it can serve you how you can listen to it how you know that it's there um, but we do have that ability so we are able to read between the lines we are able to hear in a story what people are telling you what they are not saying with words so everything on the background and that in especially lines, in my job yeah yeah in, in in coaching that's awesome because it allows me to ask them questions that bring that part up even though they haven't mentioned it i know it's there because i i can read it i can feel yeah. it underneath yeah. okay i'm really starting to believe i'm hsp because as i'm doing this interview with you i'm like okay that's me okay that's me okay that's <laughs> definitely me yes i do that <laughs> i'm gonna need awesome. to read up on this um so in all the reading that you did research studying and everything i'm sure you've had mentors and listened to people what is one or a few advices that you that, that was the best advice you ever got or heard well the thing that helped me especially in the beginning the most and it's also the thing that i start with with everybody that comes with me is learning how to breathe from your belly and how to be grounded during the day Oh, I did Those were not expect you to say that. Wow. Yeah. I love it. You know, because, go ahead. If you are grounded, grounding for highly sensitive people is what a root network is to a really old tree. So you can imagine this really big old tree. And if it doesn't have any roots, what will happen to it whenever a storm hits? 
it's going it away, it's going to fall, it's going to, yeah, yeah. it's going to be blown away. And that's what happens with us when we are not grounded. So whenever something happens that we don't have any control over, we start crying or we are uh, out of our own normal uh, being. And this, as soon as we start grounding, then it's like we connect to the earth, we pull our energy down. And then when something unexpected happens during the day, you're able to just lean into it. And then when it's over, you're still standing and you're able to breathe and you're able to keep a, a better, a clearer head. And wow. if you combine that then with breathing from your belly, then you connect yourself with your power core because your, your intuition is also called your, um, your um, gut knowing or your um, uh, belly brain. Um, so when you start breathing from your belly, you actively connect yourself with your power source, with your core power. And that's what people mean with standing in your strength. It's those two things combined and it makes it so that you don't start crying immediately, but you have enough level-headedness to look at the situation and analyze it and choose something different. Because most of us, we think we are slaves to our thoughts and that things happen and that we don't have any control over it. But that's not the case. We do have control over our thoughts and thus over our feelings because thoughts create feelings. Um, but you need to become aware of the autopilot program that fires whenever something happens. Oh, a lot of us, we, yeah. Yeah, we have these autopilot programs and a lot of them are also very useful because can you imagine if you needed to actively think, okay, breathe in, breathe out. Right, like you wouldn't be able to do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Absolutely. and the same for walking. If you needed to think, okay, lift right leg, put right leg forward, put right leg down, shift yeah. your weight, lift you left leg. You can't do anything else. Right. Yes, right. So a lot of autopilot programs are very effective. And as a child, I created a lot of autopilot programs that helped me survive my childhood, but that started to limit me when I was an adult. Hmm. And those things you need to also overcome. So it starts with connecting with your power source, making sure that you're grounded because that gives you much more control over the way you respond to things and how things uh, influence your life so you get to decide how you want to respond to unexpected things instead of just being a victim to the circumstance yes. yeah okay that is okay we speak the same language because you know one of the things that i do is you know five to ten meditations and i'm creating a challenge on that because it controls your breathing it gets you to a quiet place and when you said grounded i almost fell off my chair because again once again this is me about a few years ago, I was so busy all the time because I didn't want to stop and ask myself what's missing from my life and what I need to work on. And there was a little river pond uh, close to where I lived. And I started meditating. I started just being quiet with myself at times. And I felt drawn to go there. So I would go there after work. I, I had a fitness studio at the time and I would be done with sessions. I would go there and sit. And I felt a need to sit on the grass. And then when I did that, I felt a need to take off my shoes. And I was like, I don't, this, like, this is stuff that's Amazing. not my typical behavior. But I really felt the need to do this. I had no idea about ground, grinding, grounded, being grounded at the time. And I would do that and I felt so much better. I felt mm. amazing, right? Like I felt like my batteries You ground immediately when you put your bare feet on the ground, on the grass, wow. in the sand. Yes, and I felt the need to like touch a tree, just connect with nature. 
Yes. And I, I didn't know any of this at this time, earthing, they call it too. And mm -hmm. about a couple months later, I was researching something on what, on internet and I accidentally came across information on grounding or earthing. And that's when, like, it, 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 like you said, it opened a whole nother side of life to me. So the fact that you mentioned that as like the key is amazing because we're so busy never being quiet, right? And when, yes. even when we're quiet, we scroll through the phone. Nobody, like it's very rare that people take time to sit with themselves. And, yes. it's, and what you're saying is that's where you start. Because when you sit with yourself, you can notice where your breathing is. Are you breathing from your belly? You can start being aware of your thoughts. And then, like you said, connecting with nature, feeling grounded, connecting with those ions from the earth that are going to recharge your batteries. Oh, girl, we are speaking the same language. Okay, so that's one of the first things you do with your clients, you said as yes. well, because it's so powerful. Yes. So It's the basis of everything. It's also the basis of energy protection techniques, energy release techniques. So all the techniques that I teach people on how to manage their emotions and energy better, they all start with being able to ground yourself. Mm -hmm. So and that breathing. was... Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, listeners who are listening to this who don't really buy into the energy thing you don't have to buy into it but here's my encouragement to everybody who's listening to this you have nothing to lose by trying this technique out right you have nothing mm -hmm. to lose by learning to breathe through your belly being quiet and spending time in nature connecting your skin with nature so humorous what if i usually do with my clients it, yeah i tell them just try it for five days you know, just make an agreement with me. I'm going to try it for five days. Five days are doable. Five day, days are overseeable. So just try it for five days. And then after five days, we will reevaluate and we will see how it went for you, Perfect. what you experienced. And I think almost every one of them, after five days, they say, oh, it's I feel different. so much better now. It's different because I'm not holding on to my cell phone all the time. I love that. So yes, if you're hearing this, and not buying into the whole energy thing, not buying to like, oh, it's just breathing. Humorous. Do it for a few days. You have nothing to lose. And let's see what happens, right? Yes. Um, okay, so if somebody is hearing this and realizing that they need to make some adjustments in their life, but they don't know what to do next. And they're like, okay, I'm going to start with breathing and I'm going to start with grounding. What is the other next step? that you would suggest that they do. They're feeling lost, they're feeling like, it's not HSP, but I have been feeling different my whole life and I don't know what it is. What is, what is advice, what is some advice that you would give them what to do next? Well, it depends really on the person that they are. What I do with a lot of people is I, I offer free clarity call, for instance, and then I can talk with them, connect with them, hear their story, and then I'm better able to advise them in their specific situation and their specific needs. But in general, what is a really good idea is to start getting to know your own user manual. So what makes you you? What gives you energy? What takes your energy, what gives you pleasure, what drags you down, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, because the better you know yourself, the easier your life is going to be. And it starts with accepting who you are, embracing who you are, and then becoming proud of who you are and start oh. using 
your gifts as your superpowers in your life. Superpowers. I love it. And, you know, I talk about self-love a lot. And even in my meditations, we, we have a whole section on that because that's what you said. First comes accepting who you are. Then it comes embracing and loving who you are. And then being proud of who you are. And that's so good because we live in society where, you know, no, don't be nice, especially women, you know, be nice and be humble. There's nothing wrong with you being proud of who you are. You are made no. to perfection. And while believing that you are perfect, while believing that you have gifts, you can still work on striving to be a better person. But knowing your strengths and knowing your weakness is important too, because we're often taught, like I always say, school teaches you that you need to be great at 15 different subjects and you don't. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Weaknesses, you can, you don't need to work on. Work on your strengths because those are your gifts, right? Like your strength is being a hypersensitive person because you're using it as your strength right now to help other people. Yes. So you Definitely. coach now people uh, you work specifically with highly sensitive people or who's your who do you work with well i call them intuitive ambitious aliens now because a lot of them don't know that they are highly sensitive so if i keep talking in the terms highly sensitive and you don't know that you are one then you will not feel that i'm speaking to you so for me those are the people that are called empaths or intuitives or star seeds light workers dark workers there are so many names i call them sometimes also energy sensitives so just the people that feel that they are different than the rest of the world those are the people that uh, yeah i'm gonna really to need to like talk to you further about this because i swear it's like a mirror right here um and to confirm that would you say that hsps are introverts because i need time alone to recharge my batteries i i i, oh. I can be okay with groups of people and not too big of groups because that's overwhelming but i really need my time alone to get recentered. So would you say that HSPs are introverts? If you look at what is generally called an introvert and an extrovert, then all highly sensitive people are introverts. Mm -hmm. But within the highly sensitive group, about 70% is an introverted introvert and 30% is an extroverted introvert. Oh. So an extroverted highly sensitive person. Um, I am an extroverted, highly sensitive person. That means that I get my energy also from doing these types of interviews with you, from giving webinars, from giving courses. Uh, I love also to go out, to go dancing, for instance, or to go to a concert or to go to a movie. That also gives me energy. But all of a sudden, it can become too much. And then I need to seclude myself, withdraw, and then I need to replenish my energy by being alone and being by myself. Nice. So that's okay. how how it works for an extroverted introvert while a true introvert what i call an introverted introvert to make the distinction more clear those are the people that um call themselves hermits also that don't mm -hmm. like going to networking events for instance that don't like webinars that don't like teaching courses that don't like to show themselves that get their energy all of the time from being by being themselves alone. working okay. alone and so I'm going to say that I'm an extroverted introvert then, because I do, I do enjoy human connection. But if you ask my husband, he's going to call me a hermit because I can go. But, you know, again, I have connection like, like with you right now, even though it's cyberspace, I feel connection. I feel the energy. And, and again, you, you mentioned intuition. And right before the call, I was like, this is going to be really good connection. I just had a feeling. Um, but I can go for days without leaving the house because everything I need and want is here where he, my husband's like, oh no, I got to get out even for 15 minutes. 
And yes. so I'm, and I would add, I would ask a question, would that change at times through a course of life? Because I feel like I was more of an extra, extrovert when I was younger. And I feel like the older I am, the more introverted I got. Or maybe it's just about the depth of the relationship for me. When I was younger, I was a social butterfly, but now I mm. feel more like I'd rather connect with three people on a much deeper level than talk to so many people and not really connect with them. I think that is it. It's not that you're becoming more introverted because you've always been this, but you know, they all sometimes also call it ambivert. Uh, so it means that you can shift between introverted and extroverted on the scale. And some days you're more in extroverted, some days you're more introverted. Um, that, and that, that can actually make sense. And that's so, oh my God, that's amazing that you mentioned that. Because once again, here I am trying to put myself in a box. Notice that. Am I an introvert? Am I an extrovert? Am I extroverted introvert? And this is what we're conditioned to do. And I'm a mindset coach, but this is how conditioned we are to be in yes. a box. That I'm searching for, wait, which, which category Where do I fit I in? in? And what you're saying is, it's all a spectrum and it all blends in and it all flows. And I love that. Because I know if I have not slept really well, then I am more introverted because I have less energy and I have less of a need to connect with other people. And then I like just uh, quietly working at home, not talking to people. Uh, that's usually when I've asked too much of myself or have worked too hard or have slept not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I have slept enough, when I am in my right energy, then I love going out. But sometimes it can also be just to go out in nature and walk for a couple of hours and I'm perfect fine doing that by myself yeah. or uh, I borrow a dog from a friend and go with a dog I, for instance. I used to do that yeah and I and I love public speaking I love being in front of people speaking but you're right it really does oh my god you just opened my eyes so much and I'm hoping that listeners listening to this are just going oh my god yes like that is resonating with me okay thank you this awesome. was amazing I had oh my god I just got my education um, so tell me, tell it, tell the listeners and tell me, where can we find out more about you? Is there a website? Are you on social media? And I'll share all these links, but go ahead and tell the listeners. Definitely. I am on all social media under the name HSP Coach Barbara, and then Barbara is with an E, so B-A-R-B-E-R-A. And the same is also my website. It's www.hspcoachbarbara.com. And I also have a free uh, quiz that you can take to find out if you are a highly sensitive person. It's on their shop and then free stuff. Uh, so if you are doubting if you are highly sensitive or you want to find out, then you can take the quiz. But I also have a checklist that you can download for free. So if you want to find out if you or maybe your spouse is a highly sensitive person, then the, the checklist would be the way to go. And uh, I'm actually also hosting a free workshop in the beginning of September. It's called Roadmap to Living a Life You Love. And in it, I'm going to teach you how to be your authentic self, how to align your life, how to connect with your passion, and then create a soulful, profitable business for yourself so that you can finally create the life that makes your heart sing. I love it. And uh, I will have all these links posted so you guys listening to this or watching this can go and check this out. Um, if you're listening to this past September, still go to her website. She'll have all that information posted, I'm sure. Yes, the workshop comes back yeah, it's about eight ready. times a year. I give this workshop. So if Perfect. you're listening after the beginning of September, then it will be uh, another time. It will be another time. You're going to keep educating people. I can see that now you 
you know you, right? Like you search for yourself, you keep working on yourself, but at the same time you're using this to your super, as your superpower when you feel an obligation, which is like most coaches, like we feel an obligation to share what we've been through with the world. Yes. So I don't, I don't see you stopping anytime soon, which is amazing. I can't wait to learn more and to, to hear more because I've been educated right now. So thank you for your time, Barbara. It was such a pleasure speaking with you today and looking forward to collaborating with you in the future. Thank you for having me, Lex. I really enjoyed our talk and I'm looking forward to collaborating with you as well. All right, take care. Bye everybody. This was another episode of Mindset Conquest and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.